0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad say a broken a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad adders, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Home is more than a house, it's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion. Shake it up, should do be, All my friends, that come around, flat to fly to party up. Rats on the west side, bedbugs uptown with a mess. It's it time tatter, my brain's splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be, shake Are you with us tonight from New York? Low and the low, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. It's our toll-free hotline brought to you by Geico. Great news, you could save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Great game. Milwaukee and Houston and the NBA going on right now in H-Town. And the Rockets led the whole game, but Milwaukee has just taken the lead on a Middleton three-bomb. 96-95, and they have the ball. Six minutes left at the Toyota Center. A good one going on in the NBA tonight. Giannis against Harden and Westbrook and company. That team uh, certainly uh, looks different this year with uh, Westbrook on it. I don't see how you can uh, deny the talent, how you can say that they're not better with him. They are. It's just that simple. Now, they may not win this game. You never know. I mean, they might win it. They might not. But the bottom line is they led the whole game. They should uh, get it done. Uh, But but then Milwaukee comes out of nowhere, and uh, they've taken the lead by three. Here's the deal. Uh, that team uh, is flat out better with Westbrook. He gives them uh, just massive jump start penetration. The guy goes to the rack like no other. I mean, I, I think he goes to the rack harder than Harden. Harden scores a lot. I won't deny it. And he gets just massive calls. He gets to the line so many times it's not even funny. But so does Westbrook. They just both create instant offense. Uh, Westbrook's speed is phenomenal. He had a steal earlier in the, uh, you know, in the quarter here off of Giannis after a missed basket and Giannis got the rebound and then out of nowhere here comes Westbrook to pick his pocket clean like he was robbing a bank the guy is uh, a badass he's got mad game now I can tell you what the uh, numbers are in terms of stats on that game we can get into it more a little bit later Uh, Bottom line, he's got 16, 13, and 7, working on his 139th career triple-double. That would pass Magic Johnson on the all-time list into third all-time, Westbrook. And, uh, you know, I think the best guys ever are, like, he's probably 50 behind him, so he's got a ways to go. But he's still got massive game left, you know, his career. 101.95 right now, Bucks. Giannis has 30, 13, and 11. He's already got the trip dub. Check out Hawks 117 100 over the Pistons tonight. Trey Young, dazzling performance 38 7 and nine dimes. Later, Clippers Warriors on TNT after this one from the new Chase Center in the city. We'll keep our eyes on that one. Uh, Vikings leading the Redskins on the Thursday night football game from many at U.S. Bank 16 6. Under six left in the third. Haskins is in Carver High because Case Keenum got his bell rung.
2: Yeah, and the Redskins, you know, held their own in the first half. 13-6 game at the half. Um, look, the Vikings just really didn't show up that much in the first half. And now the Vikings will cover with Haskins coming in here in the second half. They will. They will cover now.
1: We'll see about that. Third and 16, Haskins is in. Uh... Yeah, Oscar Robertson with 181 is the is the mark.
2: That's the mark. So Westbrook will be alone in second. Oh, is he in second now? He was he was tied with Magic coming into tonight. Oh, so they were tied with for one, se- 138. With
1: 138. at
2: third. Yeah, second and third they were. They were tied. Oh, I thought there was one second. other
1: guy in there with Robertson. Just
2: Oscar at uh, 181. Yeah,
1: so There's he's like of- he's like 30 some 40 behind him. 50. What is it? He's 139 to
2: 181. Yeah, he'll be 40. Uh, 40 42 behind him after this one.
1: There you go. Ben Ryder will join us from Sports Illustrated. Uh, senior baseball we will talk about the World Series. Carver, how do you think the uh, Nationals can go up three on Friday night? And what would that be, their 10th straight win?
2: Ninth, 10th, right around there, yeah. Uh, uh, this is it. This is the Astros season tomorrow night in D.C. They lose and they are done. They win, you got a series again, I think.
1: So but, you think they're going to win?
2: I do like the Astros tomorrow night. I still believe the Nationals will win the series, but I think that the Astros will show a little fight tomorrow
1: night. 16-9, the Redskins got a field goal. What is the deal, Mafia? Do you like the Astros or the uh, Nationals tomorrow night?
3: I like the Astros. I know the Nationals have kicked their ass those first two games, but, I mean, this isn't a team that's going to die that easy. They need this game. They know this game and how important it is. They're going to show up tomorrow, I think.
1: Is that like the first two games, how they needed those two? They didn't need those?
3: This is do or die, pretty much.
1: I think those are just as important. Those every important game, sure. every game's right. important. You're both home games you lost. Now, that, now all of a sudden they're going to get excited?
3: I'm not saying they weren't excited then. They just sucked then. But now this team responds when their back's against the wall. So it's, I think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to come back necessarily and win the series, you know, win four in a row or something like that. But I think tomorrow they're finally going to show signs of life again.
1: So they're going uh, to beat Annabelle Sanchez, and then they're going to go Patrick Corbin in game four.
2: Well, look, I, I know that Sanchez uh, has thrown a couple good games in the playoffs here. He's not uh, Max Scherzer or Steven Strasburg or Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander or, or probably not even Zach Greinke.
1: Except for He's, that uh, no-hitter he took into the ninth inning uh, the other day.
2: Okay, like I said, the— <laughs> Look at him through the past few years. You tell me that he can't be hit tomorrow night by the Astros. He's he's he gone into he's
1: had two playoff games where he went into the ninth inning with a no hitter in his career. You got you can't even deny what the guy's uh, done.
2: So, yeah. Okay. So at, those two starts were great. He could easily become the hack that he's been the last two years at any moment. He doesn't have the. I'm not going to get put him on the level of these other guys that are pitching in this series.
1: So we'll see what happens tomorrow night with uh, Game Three of the World Series uh, transferring things to D.C. Nationals Park, right? Isn't that what they call it? Rick Harrell, join us at 1040 East on our sports business report. Uh, by the way, uh, busy day in baseball. The Phillies hire Joe Girardi, and the Padres hire Jace Tingler. Who the Pharrell is Ooh. that? Who is that? Who? Who is that? Some Ranger bench coach?
2: I don't know what, the, where are they? I saw that today. I, I immediately went, what? They might as well have just kept Andy Green. Like, honestly. No offense
1: to the guy, but what is what are they doing?
2: It's typical Padre.
1: I mean, honestly.
2: You spent some money the last couple off seasons. Machado, uh, you Osmer the year before that. You don't want a manager? And now you just got uh, Jace Tingler. And I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the guy's one of the great undiscovered baseball minds going. Who knows?
1: Yeah, my ass. How's that sound? The Patriots continue to tinker with their roster as they send... Michael Bennett out to Dallas for a seventh rounder. Was I not just talking about this guy last night with Andy Gresh? Like, what's the deal with Michael Bennett?
2: You knew he was done once he started belly aching, right? Right. You knew he wasn't going to last. Because what happens when you belly ache up there? You're gone. They send you out. It's just that simple.
1: So, uh, we'll talk about uh, NFL all-night games that are going on and games that are happening Sunday. Last year's number one overall pick. In the NBA, DeAndre Ayton of the Suns gets suspended 25 games by the NBA for violating the anti-drug policy. What are you saying he took, Mafia, diuretic? The diuretic,
3: that banned. yeah, because a lot of times people use diuretics to mask you know, using steroids and things like that. I'm not saying that's what he did, but that's usually why that's on the banned list. And He apparently had it in the system.
1: Great uh, start to the season for DeAndre Ayton. He'll sit for what? For two, quarter,
3: more of a quarter of it.
1: Two months at least. Connor McGregor's long-awaited UFC return could happen in January in Vegas. He says it will January 18th at T-Mobile. He says he already knows who he's fighting. Uh, is it Cowboy Cerrone or Justin Gatchi?
3: Well, Cowboy had an uh, Instagram post today of a Bud Light next to a bottle of Proper 12. So, I mean, not even a Bud Light. I think it was a regular Budweiser because that's what he drinks. And then Proper 12 is obviously... McGregor, so he's saying that he's fighting him. Not confirmed by the UFC yet, but he's suggesting it.
1: Don't you think that guy's just been punched in the head too many times? Like, honestly, he he's not beating that guy. No, his chin
3: is not what he used to be. He's He'll staying, lose to McGregor. Know, beating and then be able to respond and knock you out. That's why they're going to make that. I'm sure that's why that is. You know, Gage is the more dangerous of the two for him. He has a better chance of knocking out Cowboys. So they're going to do that so he can start rising back up because his plan is to do that one, then fight the winner of Diaz and Hospital, uh, which is now in jeopardy. What is the deal Piper with Khabib.
1: that? What is the deal with that? I, I don't want to hear how the Conor McGregor's next five fights are lined up. He, Christ, the guy hasn't fought in years. Now all of a sudden we're planning his next five fights. Let's just worry about—they haven't even announced this fight. So what is the deal with Nate Diaz failing a drug test allegedly, and that that fight's going to be called off?
3: He's claiming that they found some kind of uh, banned substances in his system. That it's not a lot, but it, you know, maybe from a tainted supplement. That he claims there's no way that's possible, that he's, you know, completely clean and he's not going to let them, you know, Except go through Except for all that it. dope he smokes. Well, yeah, that, that, that's fine, though. But he's talking about that he's...
1: Wait a minute, they allow him to smoke dope?
3: No, but he's in California. So, I mean, we don't... On this show, we don't go against dope. We're fine with it. Right. But he's claiming he's not going to do what they suggest, which is go through the fight and then deal with, you know, the suspension afterwards and fight it then. He's saying, I'm not going to show up then if you're going to claim that I'm dirty.
1: Like that. I know a lot of people. Are you going to that fight next week? I am, yeah. But now they're going to ruin that? A a week before the fight, they're going to ruin it?
3: Apparently, but this is also, you know, he's a Diaz. There's plenty of times they talk trash and say they're not going to do things and then end up showing up in the end. Dana talks him into it, so we'll have to see.
1: That's unbelievable. All right, we got a good show. Ben Ryder's up first from Sports Illustrated on a bench.
3: You're listening to Pharrell on the bench.
1: It really is pathetic, uh, their performance tonight against the Redskins. But it's 69. They're leading. They just got a pick of Haskins, so they're moving the ball again. But uh, they have not done anything to impress you at all tonight. It's back to the same old uh, Kirk Cousins show uh, in Minnesota. Meanwhile, they usually play their best ball. Uh, right at, at U.S. Bank. I mean, they really do play well at home, but not uh, tonight. Uh, they look really average tonight, if you ask me. So Ben Riders with Sports Illustrated, senior baseball writer, uh, is on a bench again to talk about the World Series. How you doing, Ben? Good, Scotty. How are you? I'm hanging in, buddy. Let me start with uh that's a nice job by Sports Illustrated on the uh, story about this uh uh, GM assistant, uh, Taubman who was fired today by the Astros that became very swift after, uh, that thing gained momentum after he did that. And then they tried to, uh, I mean, that was pretty feeble with the way they handled it at the beginning. And then they, you know, auto corrected themselves and cleaned it up today by firing them and then saying that you guys were right. They were wrong and they were, uh, you know, they handled it poorly, right? Uh, so great job by you guys.
4: I mean, great job by Stephanie Apstein, my colleague, really, who reported the original story. Uh, you know, I never had any doubt about her her report. As I wrote on Twitter, as soon as I found out three days ago, Stephanie's as talented and accurate a reporter as there is. You know, there was a right way the Astros could have handled it. They could have said we're disturbed by the report. Uh, we're committed to maintaining a safe workspace, and we're launching an investigation They went the complete opposite way. It was a head-scratcher at the time. It turned what what might have been an unfortunate incident into one that in some ways overshadowed what was actually happening on the field, which is too bad for their players. Um, Three days later, this is where we are. They've kind of done the right thing, although they still have
1: uh, some looking at themselves to do to determine why they acted the way they did. So uh, that guy, uh, I believe, and I said this on the show when it happened, um, that his, you know, apology, I-, I thought, was pathetic. I'm being honest. I, I don't know him from Adam, but I-, I just thought the whole thing, this isn't the kind of guy I am. Well, of course it is. <laughs> That's exactly who you are. You did it. And, y- you know, you- I thought at one point or another, and I'm not. I'm just suggesting this, there's a lot of drinking going on in that room. Uh, it was a party, and everybody was rowdy and, and drinking shots of, uh, you know, champagne, beer, whatever. And I, and you can get stupid and, and high and fast and not think when you're drinking, as people know. And I just thought that he was uh, pathetic. And I got to tell you, I, I said on this show that he will never be a GM now in baseball. He's finished. Well, it's going to be tough for him, and I don't know uh, exactly
4: about the partying. Certainly, things got out of control for one reason or another. But really, when whoever from the team, and we don't know who it is because they won't say, uh, issued that statement immediately after Stephanie Asty's initial report came out uh, that claimed it was a fabrication, it was made up. I mean, first of all, they didn't have enough time at that point to actually investigate what had happened. Uh, That's when things really started getting ugly. Uh, You wonder... You wonder how it went that way. Honestly, that's just not at all the way to deal with this sort of thing. Um, And now we've seen the outcome from
1: that. So Ben Ryder with us, SI. Uh, uh, Can I ask you another question off topic? Uh, The Angels drug situation. Uh, Mm -hmm. We know about uh, Skaggs uh, and we know uh, about the the whole deal with the, uh, the guy, you know, that Basically, dealt with the DEA and and admitted that he gave him the the oxycodone and everything, and then but he you know, he he wouldn't take any blame for the fentanyl. He just said that he gave him the the painkillers, but that there were six other alleged uh, players that the DEA was interviewing. About you know alleged rampant drug use in their organization. I mean, that would what it would be, wouldn't it? If there's a bunch of guys doing painkillers on the team, it, it's got to be a problem. Uh, do you know anything about whether or not that issue is even close to being resolved?
4: I don't think we're anywhere close to being resolved. Uh, clearly, at least the Angels have a serious problem on their hands. Um, it makes you think that perhaps this is not limited to the Angels. That perhaps baseball has an issue here that has just come to light due to this incredibly tragic uh, incident, the death of Tyler Skaggs. I think we're at the tip of the iceberg, Scotty, and baseball has to be proactive about addressing this thing or else other people are, are, are going to be hurt as well.
1: Do you think that the Cubs uh, made a good move with David Ross? I was a little surprised, not that uh, other, you know, that players are getting manager gigs like Boone did, that doesn't surprise me at all. What surprises me is how uh, to be honest with you that like that well obviously ESPN loves him because he was one of their broadcasters, but I mean my God, you would have thought that the guy was Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the way they treated him when he got the job. They showed all these highlights of him being carried off the field when they won the World Series. Uh, Like, are you kidding me? David Ross, like, he never mattered. And all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, this guy's going to be some genius manager? I'm not buying – honestly, I am not buying that. That whole bit, like, he's some savior. That guy couldn't hold Joe Madden's jock.
4: (laughs) Well, I understand where you're coming from. I will tell you that he is one of the more beloved players in the game. Theo Epstein knows him really well. He was, of course, on the Red Sox, and he brought him back to the Cubs. He can never hit very much. But what he did in the clubhouse for the chemistry of that team is understanding of how to use analytics to help pitchers get the best out of themselves. I wasn't at all surprised by this hire. I think it's a good hire. You know, in my book, Astroball, I actually talk a lot about David Ross because there's a research paper that some academics did called the David Ross Effect. or The paper's actually called In Search of David Ross where they identified the David Ross Effect. Certain players who improve a team's fortunes Far beyond what they do on the field and they quantified it uh, david ross was the cover boy for this paper or at least the title boy uh, i think all of that went into this hire and i think it's a good one also i mean he's known not just for being a cheerleader he calls people out when they're not doing the right thing so he's that kind of leader as well maybe it'll be a little bit different if he's doing that as a skipper as opposed to a catcher but uh, you know I, I think that it's a good hire i think he was by far, the front runner all along.
1: Oh, do you think the Mets are going to hire Beltran?
4: I do. I mean, that, that, that paper I just mentioned was actually in the chapter of my book about Carlos Beltran and his own impact on the Astros' clubhouse in ways both strategic and uh, chemistry-wise. Uh, I think that, again, with Joe Girardi going to the Phillies today, uh, Beltran is the favorite in New
1: York. You know, you have predicted uh, the last 40 World Series uh, winners. Not quite. And uh, now your Astros, who you predicted would win the World Series in 2017, are in a big uh, problem. Uh, they're wrapped in a, in a gigantic envelope of problem, which is they're down 0-2, and they're going with Grinky tomorrow night against Sanchez. Now, both of my guys, Mafia and Carver High, are taking the Astros and they think that Sanchez basically is ass. And I'm like, well, the last couple of times he's been in big World Series or playoff games, he went into the ninth inning with a no-hitter twice. And so I don't think he's as bad as they think he is. And that team, what is it, nine or ten in a row, they are on fire. And I just have, right. a, I have a hard time believing they're going to lose.
4: <laughs> well, look, the series isn't over yet. I think if, if they if the Nationals do win tomorrow – then it might be at least there's going to be at least a 90% chance that the uh, Nationals close it out. But look, this is why the Astros traded for Zach Grenke uh, minutes before the July 31st trade deadline. A lot of people are kind of down on the guy. I think that's unfair. I think it's only that he's overshadowed by what Garrett Cole and Justin Briller have done in his own rotation. He's still, by any measure, a top 10 or 12 pitcher, starting pitcher in the entire league. I thought he acquitted himself well against the Yankees. You know, four four earned runs over 10 and a third against that lineup in the playoffs. That's pretty good. Uh, I still think the Astros have a significant chance of winning this series, but it all starts tomorrow night.
1: Wow, oh, You're high. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> listen. Uh, so, uh, did you see Cashman today getting into it with, uh, Sweeney Murdy and, and like getting all mad about it, that he didn't land Cole or Verlander or Corbin or any of these guys. And, and, and then I get, you know, he got all hot under the collar about it, but the bottom line is, uh, is he going to like get Cole maybe, uh, does he have a shot at getting Cole in this offseason? or are they just going to stay with their crappy starters?
4: I... Today released my writer 50 list, which is the top 50 free agents on the market. And I have Cole as a best fit for the Yankees. They've been pretty parsimonious the past several years, trying to get under that luxury tax threshold, trying not to give out those big contracts they used to a decade ago. This guy is just different in every way. Game one of the World Series aside, he's the most dominant pitcher in the game right now. The Yankees have the most money. They need him. We hear he wants to go to the West Coast. He wants to pitch for the Dodgers, maybe the Angels. But, uh, you know, just like with CC Sabathia back in the winter of 2008, I think the Yankees are going to make a godfather offer to him. I think that they're the favorite.
1: Do you think that I uh, have a shot to be the Pirates' next manager? <laughs> you? Yes. Uh,
4: possibly. You know, it's that <laughs> Pirates and the Royals are the jobs that uh, probably aren't exactly at the top of most potential skipper's wish list. It's mine. Maybe they'd look at you if they get turned down by
1: another Listen, that is a great job. The Pirates job is, I think, clearly a path to world championships. I will go (laughs) back to Pittsburgh tomorrow to be the skipper of my beloved Buckos, and I will do it gladly for a low-cost Walmart deal to save the franchise from certain ruin. Ben Ryder, always great having you on the bench, brother. Enjoy uh, watching the Nationals win tomorrow night. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Love practicing your Pirates interview with you. Thank you very much. Ben Ryder, ladies and gentlemen.
5: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All
1: right. Don't forget to sign up for com. How about last night? 20 and 5, 80% of my bets hit on uh, Wednesday night. That was huge. 17 and 5 in the NBA, 2 and 0 NHL, hit the World Series game. College football last week, 69%. It hit my top pick, three of my top four, seven of ten. And those are just my rank plays. And the rest of them are ridiculous as well. NFL for the week, 71% winners documented. It's my fourth week in the 70s. You got to sign up. What are you waiting for? Pharrellonthebench.com. Hide the money from your wife. So it's nineteen nine Vikings. 7.40 and rolling left. Minnesota with the ball, third and two. And a lot of trash talk going on. Cook's getting into it with people. It's gotten chippy, but they lead it by 10. They were laying 16, 16 and a hook. So in order to cover that spread, they're going to need to score a touchdown in their at their own 42. So they got a lot of work to do. At the end of the day. And the Redskins have played pretty tough tonight. You got to give them credit. So they're opening up the new chase at San Francisco right now. Warriors and Clippers are underway. And uh, this should be an interesting game. I mean, the Clippers are loaded with Kawhi Leonard. They beat the Lakers the other night, I thought, easily. I really did. I mean, I thought they just worked them over, bottom line. And uh, tonight, they got another challenge in uh, Steph Curry, Green, D'Lo. Strange not seeing uh, KD there. Strange seeing uh, Clay Thompson come out and rev the crowd up in his suit, you know, and not in a uniform because he's not playing either. And we don't think, you know, a lot of people think he's coming back this year, you know, late in the season, March, April, and then there's others that don't think he'll play at all the whole year. A lot like Durant, who's out for the Nets for the whole year. The Nets don't expect him to play at all. So they certainly look like a different team. But, uh, you know, Carver High's betting on them uh, to win it all. The Warriors, he's taking them in a surprise, shocking, sheet of integrity snag. Saying the Warriors will surprise all and win the NBA championship. They better get Thompson back if they're going to do that. that, is all I have to say. Boy, having all kinds of problems with the phone lines tonight, huh? Jesus, what is the problem? My God, like the segment's just flying by as I got to talk to this guy. Anyway, um, I-, I just thought Kawhi owned the Lakers the other night, and they just had no answers for him. He just continues to humiliate people, just like he did in the NBA playoffs last year, winning the uh, championship in Toronto. Rick Haros with us now, our sports business report. Rick, the NBA season's off and running. The TV networks and uh, the brands that back them are
5: firming up their programming plans. What's that all about? Yeah, well, TNT out there, that's a big deal, obviously. The average ticket price for Lakers, which is the kind of core of all of TVs now, about 290 bucks for the opening game. Uh, the uh, season opener even going to be higher. I'm going to the Celtics tomorrow, which is good. I've got a Harvard Law reunion. I'm sneaking out of there. I'm bored after two days, so I'm going to do that uh, uh, tomorrow. And then and then the the Patriots on Sunday, that uh, Patriots are going to, you think they'll cover against against Cleveland? I don't think so.
1: Well, uh, it's a lot of points that uh, they're getting. Uh, it was, I think it's up to 13. And then tomorrow night, you're seeing uh, the champs play the Celtics. Toronto and Boston should be good. Adam Silver saying the losses were substantial. What are we talking
5: about here? Well, maybe 30% of all revenue, which is a lot of money, by the way. But here's my take. The fact that we don't see any tweeting right now is probably good, which means that, The Chinese realize that uh, 300 million fans need NBA basketball, and, of course, the NBA realizes that the sneaker companies and everybody else needs China. So I think there's discussions going on at the highest level, and the way you know that is that nobody's talking. And, frankly, the more that people stay quiet, the closer we'll get some kind of deal not to get back to the old days, but maybe to recover some of the lost money.
1: I don't believe for one minute that the Chinese government uh, cares that, you know, the entire country watches basketball or not. I don't think they care what the people get. I
5: don't. I, in no, fact, they'll I shut do it think, down. I do think there's revenue to be gained, and the Chinese government will want to gain that revenue. I think they've kind of taken a pl- pound of flesh already, so maybe it's time to get some back. I'm hoping so because the other alternative is that the NBA has lost – 20 percent 25 percent of the revenue maybe forever and that would be terrible tv broadcasters and streamers invested 38 billion in sports rights in 2018 nearly double what they did back in 2012. yeah 26 percent of the total content on sports rights and the reason why that's happening is the doubling is mostly streaming so what that means is that the top u.s leagues are generating about four billion more per year in rights over the next six years, and that includes online deals across the pond, Germany, U.K., France, Italy, Spain. They're spending a lot of money, but they're spending a lot more here in the U.S., which means more money for the players and the teams. L.A. Football Club, LAFC,
1: has announced a multi-year partnership with Target, and uh, that's a nice one. Uh,
5: First MLS club to have a sleeve sponsorship. Now, today's sleeves, tomorrow, everywhere else, they look like NASCAR drivers, but so does everybody in the Premier League. And all that means is when you sell a two-and-a-half by two-and-a-half patch, it's not going to take over the uniform. If more money is available and you want some logo, you ought to be able to take it. And years ago, we said we shouldn't be doing that on our sports jerseys. Now everybody's going to do it.
1: So uh, MLS, did they give Sacramento an expansive team?
5: Yeah, they're negotiating the final details of it. So it's going to be Sacramento, and you know Miami's going to come in if they ever get that stadium done. Obviously, 29 teams, one more left. Oklahoma City wants one. There are three or four other uh, teams that are uh, cities that want them. And Don Garber and MLS have done a really good job of making sure there's always one more team and one more city than there is spot that means the values go higher. So Ronaldo makes more money from Instagram than he does playing for Juventus. 34 million bucks. So here's the deal. He makes 47 million from paid Instagram posts, 34 million is salary. What he does is he gets the corporate deals done and he and a few other players can put this together where you pay by the clicks, by the views, by the likes. And so the messages from Corporate America our corporate world, are whatever they are, but they're tied into Ronaldo, and he gets a big, big payday for each one of these messages. Tiger's got a memoir coming out. Yeah, hopefully it's going to be good. You know, you never know about him, but this is the first time it's, it's authorized. He's going to talk about his rise. He's going to talk about the problems he's had, and he's going to talk about his comeback. And hopefully he's saying that he's going to be really candid in all of that. There's some cynics that say, Nah, he's trying to accomplish something. But so does everybody with a uh, autobiography. So I'm anxious to read it.
1: So the Ryder Cup in uh, Kohler, Wisconsin, at Whistling Straits, uh, the, the tickets sold out in under an hour, and fans were livid. I even had a guy ask me the other day uh, at, at my gym if I knew anybody that could get him Ryder Cup tickets. How impossible are those tickets to get?
5: Well, first of all, they didn't put enough online for the demand. And, you know, they'll learn next two years when it comes back, or four years, they'll try to figure out how to put more online. But they didn't have any online process years ago, and you'd go to StubHub and you go to all the other companies and you pay through the nose. And so I'm a little worried about that, but the livid people will go suck it up and go get the tickets. And at the end of the day, what does this mean? It means that the Ryder Cup is really, really, really popular and more people want to buy the tickets. So that's a good thing.
1: Navy Federal Credit Union gets the title sponsor for the NHL Stadium Series.
5: Yeah, well, you know, uh, Gary Bettman is doing everything. He's got the Winter Classic. Then you got the Stadium Series as well, the U.S. Air Force Academy's Falcon Stadium in Colorado Springs, the Avalanche in Los Angeles Kings. What a beautiful idea there. And obviously it's going to be very well attended, one of the first times this is going to go over to Colorado and the more you have these stadium series, obviously it's just one regular game in the NHL, but it feels bigger.
1: How about uh, the Goodyear blimp? People are going its like an Airbnb. They're gonna let people sleep in that thing uh, the night or weekend of that Notre Dame Michigan game.
5: Well, they get sleep in the hangar and they get to sleep in it, but it's not going to be up the, in the air when they're sleeping there. Hey, listen, it's uh, five grand. It's one hundred fifty dollars plus taxes and fees. And it's a pretty good rate. It's a lot less than it for a regular hotel. You get to stay in the hangar, and you get some uh, 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 memorabilia. Uh, you get to say that uh, you know it's a kind of an Airbnb deal. And the blimp remains on the ground, but it takes, takes it to a whole new level. And by the way, the blimp's going to the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to the blimp. I believe that uh, top tech is ESPN. A magazine dead or not? Well, it's not. It's dead as the magazine, but it's coming back uh, now called Cover Story and a 21st century version of a magazine that will be monthly across the platform, TV, digital, in-depth reporting. uh, And they're trying to compete with other sports media companies like The Athletic, which has made a small fortune from their in-depth coverage. ESPN is trying to do this, too. And Power Sports, how
1: about uh, Warwick Dunn and Shaq donating homes?
5: Hey, it's cool. Warwick Dunn is 173rd home to a single parent for charity. What a deal he has in New Orleans and otherwise. And Shaq donates a home to the family of a boy paralyzed in an Atlanta shooting. He went to a high school football game on August 17. He got shot inadvertently, and Shaq is stepping up. His buddies at Pizza Hut. Shaq is larger than life now, man. He is really kind of transcended.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, like the Warriors, who haven't scored yet in the game, that's seven minutes into the game. They have no points in their home opener in their brand-new building. They finally just scored a bucket. Rick, have a good weekend in Boston. Thanks for coming on the bench.
5: Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. See you next week.
1: All right. Rick Harrow, our sports business and legal insider on CBS Sports Radio. 14 to 2 Clippers kicking the Warriors ass at Chase in the city out of A. Nice start for the Warriors season at home with this ugly performance.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?